This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Wednesday, October 26th. This is episode 393. My name is Dan Ellis, and I'm joined by two awesome co-hosts, Mr. Ryan Duffy. That's this one right sitting to your left. I'm the one on your and left. Mr. Taylor Grin. I'm basically down from you, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> arranged, arranged thusly on the windows and stuff and junk. Uh, what ho, fine fellows? What is new with you guys? Uh, I, I, I've been off just like you, Dan. Oh yeah. And I, I have not been productive as much as I was hoping I would be, but I started working on a new puzzle and I showed Taylor this, which I'm going to show you what I got in the mail today, which is Andrew oh, Seidel's nice. new book. Yes. Mr. Seidel has a new book out American crusade. What is the subtitle? Uh, how the Supreme court is weaponizing religious freedom. And yes. it's, it's also autographed. But, oh, uh, wow. It's also good to note that I've been watching a lot of news that makes me very, very not... It makes me scared. <laughs> oh, yeah? Well, just of what, 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 what can happen if the Republicans take over here in, the, uh, in January. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm really hoping they don't win back both both houses of Congress. Uh, I'm guessing they'll take the House of Representatives, but I don't think they'll take the Senate. I could be wrong. I hope not, but that also means nothing will get done at all because they, they won't allow each other to work with each other and, and all the, 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 the mega party taking over control of one house does not sound like a good thing to me. Oh, I don't know. It sounds like they'll, they'll at least accomplish shutting down the government again. So oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, they'll get that done. We'll, we'll we we will be working for free again because these these fiscally conservative people uh, decide that you know huge amounts of government waste in the that come in the form of a shutdown is preferable to actually doing the job of the people. Yep, because uh, so they score points. Fun. Yeah, awesome. What? So you said you've been off. How long have you been off work? Uh, what? Like eleven days? I took oh, one nice. shift off. Just, uh, Sarah's parents were here, so we, they 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 came and hang out for the weekend. Yeah, and yeah, that was good. I made oh, a horse nice. friend. I saw the picture of that a horsey friend. Yeah, where did you guys go to to make a oh, horse that, friend? Uh, that was actually on Antelope Island. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, we, we went out there, and Sarah's dad got to see how bad our environment is getting with the uh, loss of the Great Salt Lake, which is not very great anymore, because water is almost uh, non-existent. And Antelope Island that isn't really an island anymore. Nope, nope. It's more like a peninsula with no antelope. Yeah. Uh, it's got buffalo. Uh -huh. All the buffalo. Uh, the horses. 
which the horse actually uh-huh. came over by the fence and I started scratching its neck and it just leaned its head over the fence to me and was like, keep, keep going. I like keep this going, very much. <laughs> this is, this is, this is feeling really good. Don't you fucking stop, buddy. You got me in the good scratches area. Keep going. Yep. So Sarah said, we have to go for a horseback ride. And I said, no, nah, I'll just walk next to him and scratch his neck. I don't really feel like getting on his back. Yeah. I'm like, we'll go for a walk with the horse instead of getting on top of the horse. <laughs> that sounds better with that sounds like more fun to me it sounds it sounds much less dangerous to me i think yeah not the danger just you know i take the horse for a walk it'll have a good time too instead of carrying my fat ass around <laughs> fun uh what else have you been doing during your time off you you're trying to be productive making a puzzle you saw horses oh, yeah. sarah's parents came and visited that's about it. I, I have been deep in thought building a Viking-inspired puzzle right now that I've been trying to design all these locks for and oh, 3D cutting the pieces out and, and, and learning how to use a CAD program to make pieces I can laser or print on the 3D printer. So, yeah. I, I wonder. I, I thought that the Packers didn't like the Vikings and... It oh, seems not that weird kind that you'd be making a oh boo, oh, yeah. boo. <laughs> like the, the 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 goal in this one is to release uh, Mjolnir from the box. Oh, cool! So that's 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 going to be the goal with it. Well, fancy some, fancy stuff. I'll send you guys some photos a little bit. Okay, uh, and what's new with you, Mister Mister Grin? Uh, not all that much. Just been kind of hanging out. Went to Florence again, uh, which was nice. Um, gosh, trying to think. Um, I had like a, like a leather jacket made for me out there. Mm -hmm. Florence is kind of famous for leather working and that sort of thing. And, um, there was a particular cut and color that I really wanted that isn't made all that much. So Mm -hmm. I had that done and it looks really cool. Um, Trying to think of what else I had a, one of my friends from high school, uh, she's a flight attendant. And so she was like basically doing the thing that her company allows, which is, you know, uh, if there's space available on the plane, you can take it. And so she spent some time in Switzerland and Italy and crashed on my couch for a day. Um, which was fun. Got to kind of travel around Northern Italy, just showing the sites. First time I've hosted an American doing that. So that was cool. cool. Yeah. Very cool. I like it. That sounds fun. Uh, I, I've just been off work for like more than a whole week now. And it's been everything I thought it could be. Uh, (laughs) It's been terrific. Awesome. I did. I did go two whole days without work contacting me for something. So that was fine. And then they haven't contacted me since then. So that's even more double gooder. I like it a lot. Uh, I, I had, I did increase my anxiety level a little bit by just logging in to see, you know, just kind of checking my email. Yeah. And so far there's like 600 unread messages. Oh, um, so yeah, that'll be, there'll be more by the time I go back, uh, next week. So that's fun. Um, yeah, that's not good. Yeah. 
and and you know, I took this time off because Tracy and I were going to go to Las Vegas. We went to the CSI convention there. Uh, uh, the Skeptical Inquirer thing. It used to be the Amazing Meeting, and then I think it was CFI and the Richard Dawkins organizations merged, and now it's CSI. I think it's Center for Skeptical Skeptical Inquiry. And they had their convention and that was, that was great. The hotel stay was not great. Fuck the Flamingo <laughs> hotel. The place is a shithole. My God. Did I, you get your stay reimbursed at all? Uh, portions of it. And I'm still going to argue with them more about it. I ended up missing almost all of the events on Friday because we didn't have any hot water in our hotel room. And apparently this is an ongoing situation at the hotel that, their hot water comes in and out because there's some problem in the boiler room that they're working to fix and they have not managed to they've not managed a permanent fix yet it was just and and like there was i don't know what was on the wall and in the ceiling at our hotel room uh we had uh, the sheets on our bed had gum with hair stuck in the gum on the sheets in our room uh the elevator in the parking structure it has two elevators one of them ended up breaking it was just it and it it's that it's just i think it's the oldest hotel on the strip right now and it's just it's falling apart it and then that's not that's not an excuse well and then they they heard you through there just like cattle like there's no there's no real communication with a human being. You use a kiosk to check in. You use a kiosk to check out. Uh, you, If you would like to speak to anybody at the front desk, you're going to have to wait in a long serpentine line that takes you at least 30 minutes to get up to the front desk. And then when you get to the front desk, they're not any more helpful than the fucking texting service that is available. It's just, it was a terrible, terrible stay at that hotel. The event was great. The hotel itself is a fucking shithole, and I hope that they move to another place. Like I don't, I don't know that I will go back to CSI Con if it's still at the Flamingo because it's just, it's just a total shithole. The place is awful. Yeah, the it sounds it, it yeah, sounds yeah, like it you was, should have gotten reimbursed for your whole fucking stay. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm still griping with them about that and uh, yeah i'm not sure how much more will be reimbursed i may contact my credit card company it was just it because it was just awful like i you know we we paid for convention tickets to go and see a bunch of people speak like and i ended up missing all of the speakers that i wanted to see on friday because we didn't have any hot water and it was one of those things where you know you get up you start getting ready uh, you're, you're planning your day. You've already planned your day out, right? I was going to go to all of these different talks and everything. And you get up, go and brush my teeth. And I notice, Oh, the, the water doesn't seem to be getting any warmer. Tracy's in there <laughs> and we're, we're switching out in the bathroom. You know, one of us has got to go in to do our morning routine and then the other. And then, you know, then it comes time to shower and then you realize, Oh, there's no hot water. So you let it run for a little while. Then you look at the clock, you call the front desk or you try calling the front desk. You, navigate their answering system well and even before that i tried the texting thing that they set us up with that was absolutely no help so then you try calling the front desk that's no help then it's like okay because well, every what other do I guest need? is complaining 
Yeah, like, and what do you do? What do you do at that point? There's no, there's no way for me to speak to somebody unless I go down into the fucking lobby. And then you go down into the lobby, and there's just a long ass line of people waiting to complain to somebody, anybody. There's people who are cutting into the line through the exit on the other side because they've just been waiting so long. And, you know, American people here just figure, well, that line clearly is for other people, not me. I'm <laughs> so much more line important. It's a boomers, and I am a boomer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can just cut into the rest of the line by going through the exit instead of standing in line with all of the other plebeians. Uh, yeah, it was just it was the most frustrating. I've I've stayed in some real shitholes before, like in you know when I was younger and didn't have much money, we would find the cheapest place to try to stay. And a few of those places were absolutely disgusting shitholes. Uh, the fling, the flamingo was not much better than some of the worst places I've ever stayed. And considering the price that you pay to stay there, even with the ho- even with the discount for the convention, I was just, there's no way I will ever, ever stay at the flamingo ever again, unless something drastic <laughs> changes <laughs> either in my mindset or the hotel itself. But yeah, I, w- I was. It was just awful. The carpeting in the hallway outside our room was all stained and warped, and like it needed to be restretched or replaced because it was just that. There's a well-worn path in the middle of it. Oh. There's big stains. <laughs> the carpet is all rippled. It was. It was just fucking. It was garbage. There's holes in the walls. Just awful. 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 Ugh. Ugh. And and it was like, you know, you. So we finally get in touch with somebody in maintenance and they're like, Oh yeah, it's broken. Okay. Well, (laughs) well, do you have any more information? Is it, is it going to be fixed sometime today? Yeah, I'm not sure we're working on it, but, uh, you know, it's been going off and on for the last little while. The today's thing that, that you don't have any hot water today is because the safety override tripped. And so it shut everything down and we're just trying to get it started up again. And it's an ongoing situation. It's like, okay, well, are you going to call me? Like, do I need to change to a different fucking hotel because I'm not going to have any hot water for the rest of the time that I'm here? Is it going to be on sometime today? Maybe tomorrow? Are you going to contact me to let me know when it's back on or to give me an update? Or do I need to call back? Oh yeah, you can probably just call us back. Okay. Well, when should I do that? (laughs) Should that be (laughs) a half hour from now, an hour from now, three hours from now? When should I call you back? Oh yeah. I don't know. Just, you know, I'd say maybe give us an hour. It just communication was fucking terrible. The room was awful. The staff was terrible. Like it was just, it was terrible top to bottom. I just, I fuck, fuck the flamingo. I won't (laughs) ever go there again. And then it happened, you know, then we had the, they eventually fixed it. So sometime Friday, late afternoon, early evening, the water, hot water came back. We had hot water Saturday. Then we get up to get ready you know, shower before we're going to head home to check out on Sunday. And there's no fucking hot water again. And it was just awful. So then it's like, okay, well, do we try to wait and see if it's going to be back on before we have to check out? Or do we just still pack up all of our shit and go and stand in line to try to talk to somebody? Because (laughs) that was, that was what we were then told to do. Oh yeah. Well, you know, we're not sure when it's going to be back on, but you should talk to somebody at the front desk. That's about, that's what I would recommend. I yeah, just so, so, um, so get in line with the rest of the 500 people at this hotel that also don't have fucking hot water for five hours. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. So then we yeah, we went down, stood in line. Everybody in line was complaining about about their rooms, about the water, about the food, like every complaint that you could think of under the sun related to a hotel stay. That's what everybody in line was there for was to talk to somebody to complain about it. And this was a long ass line. We stood in line for 45 minutes before we were able to talk to somebody. Then we talked to somebody and he was, he was great. He was, he was very pleasant to work with. He understood that we were very frustrated. He wrote off as much as he could. In fact, so, and then he's like, you know, and this is what I can do. This is actually a little bit more than I probably should do. Uh, is this, you know, help straighten things out for you? Do you, would you still like to talk to somebody else? And I'm like, well, I appreciate everything you've done. You're, you've been great, but yeah, I would still like to talk to somebody else because I just like, I'm, I, I'm so upset that I can't even like, I just feel like I need to talk to somebody else. I just need to vent a little bit more. And then we stood in another line to talk to, the day manager or whatever the fuck this guy's title was. And he was just, and he was just an asshole. Like, and it was probably because he'd been dealing with people complaining all fucking day, but that's not the problem with the people who are complaining. It's a problem with your fucking hotel, buddy. Mm-hmm. And that was just, that was just that a whole PPP other loan. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting mad thinking about the conversation I had with him because that was just, that was just a huge waste of my time and pissed me off even more. And yeah, like he was just like, yeah, well, you know, I can't do anything more than than the guy who had helped us earlier. He actually put in more than there. Like, I should maybe back some of this stuff out. Like, he's threatening me. Like, if you keep going on, sir, I may have to, you know, back out some of these discounts that he put on there. And I was just like, <laughs> ah, you haven't heard the last of this, good sir. <laughs> Fuck you and good day. Oh. <laughs> uh. And so then we left and, and then driving home was terrible. Like we wanted to leave earlier, but hung out for an extra, you know, more hour and a half trying to get that shit sorted out and then got stuck in a storm. It was just a whole, whole thing. Bottom line though, like distilled all the, all the other things boiled away. Fuck the flamingo. I won't be going back there. Uh, we will be talking. Fuck the flamingo. (laughs) we will be talking about shamanism in this episode finally uh and we'll be talking about that when we get back from this little break hello everyone this is natasha helfer i'm a clinical licensed marriage and family therapist and a certified asect sex therapist and i guess i've had the recent experience of getting what i'm lovingly calling sex communicated from my mormon religion I'm also the author of the Mormon Therapist blog. I run the Mormon Sex Info and Mormon Mental Health podcasts. You can find pretty much almost all of my information on natashahelfer.com. And you're listening to The Godless Revolution. You know my mother was an atheist. She used to say that there was good news and bad news about hell. The good news is... Hell is just the product of a morbid human imagination. The bad news is, whatever humans can imagine, they can usually create. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. Hey, so we're back, and just like before the break, we said we're going to talk a little bit about shamanism tonight. So, phenomenon, uh, like elemental, um, <laughs> <enhancements>. <laughs> 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 maybe, 
<laughs> I mean, I, Taylor, There's I'm going like to get you your your magic rocks. Still. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll 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 talk about your magic rocks and your salt stones and your fucking magic crystal shit here in just a second. <laughs> so what is shamanism? Well, today's culture is pretty much completely removed from what it was 1,200 years ago. Uh, 12,000 years has, ago, even. Yeah, 12,000. Did I say 1,200? Yes. I told you I screw up my words. I think I'm dyslexic sometimes. <laughs> that's, uh, this, that's, that's fine. We've, we've come to uh, know this about you. Yeah. And, and love it. It's, it's one of your little charms. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. <laughs> but, but, you know, being that it's such an old religion and, and what we think of it today has been so removed from it, that kind of made research a little challenging. Uh, most of the academic papers I tried to click on were hidden behind paid walls. And uh, mm. Moon Goddess Beth's blog isn't the best source of information. <laughs> so, even though she claims to be a goddess, Beth. <laughs> when, yeah, but when that happens in the future, tell me, because um, I have <laughs> perpetual access to my university's library after getting my master's degree. So, Ooh. <laughs> so that would probably yeah, because a lot of those academic, I would click on it and it would give you the the, the synopsis, mm-hmm. and then be like, no, I want to see it, and like, oh no, you have to have a paid subscription to see yep. academic papers. It's like academic papers should be available to everybody to learn more shit. One hundred percent agree. Yes, yeah. and I can't get everything, but I have more access than none. So yeah, yeah. But the other problem is, since I couldn't access a lot of the academic papers. Uh, a, a lot of people online will say, oh, we practice the world's oldest rituals to help heal the body and soul when they're talking about their shamanism. Hmm. Uh, they also say they can train you to become a shaman or as I will now call it, scamanism. <laughs> and uh, I love it. Most of these practices come from what is called neo-shamanism, uh, a movement that basically started uh, well it's it's a version of shamanism practiced by western cultures as part of the new age spiritual movement which started gaining a lot of ground in the 1960s uh in this form of shamanism revolves more around a person having a spiritual awakening through the use of natural hallucinogenic drugs do those come Uh, in a red or a blue pill form um, I think nowadays a lot of them are. Is it the red one they're taking? I think they're Just taking the red shell nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. It seems to be the more popular one these days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there was a book in the 1980 in, in 1980 that was written called The Way of the Shaman, which is written by Michael Harner, who claimed to have learned the secrets of the North and South American shaman shamans. And he wanted to share it with the rest of the Western world. Uh, he claimed he was showing a lot of the common attributes of all these cultures, even though what he was teaching looked nothing like what any of these indigenous cultures did. Uh, and this is where we come to a very big discrepancy. The indigenous cultures of North and South America don't practice shamanism, especially the shamanism of 12,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Western culture has distorted it so much that when we think about shamanism, the first thing you're probably thinking about is sitting in a hot tent doing ayahuasca. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's that's yeah. kind of my that's kind of my like when somebody mentions shamanism, I'm thinking of some guy 
with with a stick of some sort, like a staff with various accoutrements attached to it and some kind of headdress that he's wearing. And yeah, sitting in a tent, thinking deep thoughts while uh, being very hot and or yeah. under the influence of various hallucinogenics. I, I, I will say the only thing I think from what I had read and looked up, the only thing that resembles ancient shamanism that could be correlated to what is practiced in like the native American tribes, the indigenous tribes in North and South America is mm. the use of drums and dance. Mm-hmm. That's it. Got to drop that sick beat, yo. But the, the, the drum was actually a part of their, like they walked around, like they looked what would probably be hideous. Like, all sorts of garb. They were dressed to look scary because they were a person that interacted with all the spirits and everything else. But where shamanism actually started and what is generally agreed upon is that it was among uh, hunting and gathering cultures. And it once like um, herding and farming society started to come about, it kind of moved into those areas too. But the term shaman actually comes from the, I'm going to fuck this word up. Um, Manchu Tungus. I don't even know if that's the correct way to Manchu say that. Tungus? Yeah. Manchu Tungus. Their sure. word, uh, say man. Uh, the noun is formed from the verb say, which means to know. Thus, a shaman is literally one who knows. Hmm. And it mostly originated in what is now Eastern Russia and Northern China. Uh, and shamanism doesn't have a central God. It it's has really interesting. Ele- so they have, they oh, have elemental sorry. gods, which is, which is where what is interesting because like mm-hmm. when we talked about animism, where they imbued a soul to everything, shamanism takes it one step further and gives those elements a higher authority. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's, it's interesting to me that their word shaman is like, if you look at Seder Mainzer or, or sorry, Seder Mater or a uh, uh, fucking like Wizard, like the old, you know, words for like magic people in Western pre-literature cultures, they were also basically just translations of wise man or wise woman. Yeah. And the thing about a shaman, like I, I had mentioned earlier, like you get all these new groups that can, you know, train you in the ways of being a shaman, but that's not how it fucking worked. Like a shaman was just, you were either through birth or having uh, an experience where you had traveled to the spirit world and came back. So it's like basically like a near death experience. But even those people weren't given the same authority as someone who was naturally born a shaman, someone who had the natural ability to enter the spirit world and commune with them. So it's not something that was like trained. You didn't go to school to become a shaman. It, it was either you were or you weren't. And I'm betting most people so weren't. You're, you're, you're born with it or not kind of thing? So there was uh, hereditary shamanism to where you're born into it. And I'll kind of get more into that here in a second on some of their practices. And if you've watched enough like uh, nature documentaries, you might know a little bit about this culture Uh, because what is very central to shamanism 
is spiritual death and rebirth of the shaman. Uh, among the uh, Yakut of the Russia's, uh, Russian Far East, a great bird carries off the future shaman's soul to the underworld where it must ripen. Once ready, <laughs> the bird carries the soul back to earth where it is cut into pieces and devoured by the spirits of disease and death. It is through uh, the feasting of the shaman that they gain power over the, these uh, spirits. So whatever spirit's eating on you, you gain the power over them. And the greater the number of spirits that take part in the feast, the greater the power of the future shaman. Hmm. Uh, so, I, so I don't know if you've ever seen the images where you have the tribes that will lay the bodies on the side of the mountain to let the birds carry away the corpse and they don't they don't bury them they just you go up on the mountain it's this the spirits are getting to devour that person hmm. and like animism where each animal and creature and all these other things have spirits of course the bird has a spirit and in this one they're carrying the person away to uh, uh you know so it's so it's almost like you, you'll you'll eat my flesh and then my flesh is kind of a parasite that you'll carry along with you that I will then be able to control you and reach into the spirit world and, and grab your powers because you've, you've, you've fallen for my little ploy of getting you yeah. to eat me and now I can control but then, you. But you, since that one's dead, it has to be reborn into the next one. Mm. So in essence, each shaman by this lore should become more powerful because that soul would have been eaten over and over and over again and, and defeated all those spirits. So it's kind of like, you know how, uh, with, uh, like Hinduism, Sith Lords, mm -hmm. yeah. the Dalai Lama and everything where it's, you know, they're reborn. It's not a new person. It's the same spirit inhabiting a new body. And mm -hmm. that's kind of what, what this process was, but it, uh, there were other regions where the shaman is spiritually tortured and killed by the souls of the shaman's ancestors who also cooked the flesh of the shaman. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but shamans don't always accept the call of the spirit or ancestor. In certain cases, future shamans will be physically ill and incapacitated if they resist the call of their vocation. So it's like, I didn't want to, but they just keep pulling me in. I don't have a choice. I'm going to die if I don't do this job. Yeah. And I think it's also a way to be like, you know, the I was supposed to be a shaman, but he, re he rejected sick. it and he died. Yeah. yeah. Fucking loser. He was meant for great things and he, re he rejected his whatever. Kind of like when we talked about calling. St. Patrick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but once reborn as a shaman, uh, the new initiate must master shamanic techniques, including songs, ritual techniques, and knowledge of medical plants. The shaman's uh, assembly often included a drum or other musical instruments. The shaman is seen as having the power to communicate with spirits. And the shaman's spirit can often travel to distant locations often the upper and lower spirit world. Central to the practice of the shaman is the altered state of consciousness 
or psychomatic trance in which the individual enters into a highly charged emotional state and is carried beyond normal consequent or consciousness and uh, rationality through rhythm, song, and movement. Thus, the importance of the drum that mimics the rhythm of a beating heart. However, achieving an altered state of consciousness is not the end. Rather, it is simply the means to the end. The purpose of the ceremony and the uh, ritual is to permit shamans to channel their souls and spirit helpers to communicate and interact with the supernatural universe, exercising the power over the spiritual domain. Yeah, that's interesting. I, yeah, well, I wonder too. Like, if they, if their spirit is able to travel to, you know, spiritual realms on different levels and everything, what happens to their body? Like, does something need well, to guard their body? And well, what animates their body if their soul is gone? Well, I mean, there's no video of it, so I imagine either they're sitting or they keep staying in that that trance, mm-hmm. just rhythmically moving around uh like you would be in trance at a musical festival jumping up and down Mm -hmm. but yeah interesting yeah well it was just it for me it's just it's one of those like elemental questions of okay well if you if if your spirit is you like if you believe in dualism right you have you have your Mm -hmm. spirit there's a ghost inside the machine so if the ghost fucks off and goes somewhere else, then how is the machine doing anything? And maybe the machine. It, it's just one what, of those. Like, it's just one of those things that, like, so many religions throughout time and history and across the globe, oh, all have this, you know, dualist belief that there's something inside your meat sack that is animating you, making you do different things, moving you around. And it's, it's what enters your body at the time of birth and leaves and fucks off and goes somewhere when you die. But then if during your life, your soul can also leave, then what is keeping your heart beating? What is moving your diaphragm up and down to bring air into and out of your lungs and all of that kind of stuff that I think, you know, at, at, at base level, I think a lot of religious adherents just don't think about those kinds of things. They're more entranced by the mysticism and the magic of it yeah. all. And I, and I also will, will go with the thing of saying these people didn't know as much as we know now, which yeah. is why like you have the, the whole belief in animism and these people kind of took it a step further, step further. And not only do are there spirits, but there's a realm of spirits that we can't see. But not only can those spirits have their own realm, they can interact with this realm. And it takes a shaman to go to their realm. So not an average person can just go there. So in those realms, you have good spirits and you have bad spirits. So if you were sick or someone was ill or something bad was happening, it was blamed on a bad spirit. And the shaman would travel to the spirit world to get the answers they needed because they're the one who can find out the answer because they're the one who know. Mm -hmm. And they could either make a deal with that spirit to make it rain or, hey, this person is sick. What do I need to do to fix them? And the spirits could either help you get the bad spirit out or direct you into the right area to find a, a natural medicine that could then cure that person because those spirits know what's affecting them. And only the shaman can travel there to get the answer, to come back, to be like, Oh, 
we need to go get the root of this tree and you eat it and you'll be better. This is New Name Noah and you're listening to the Godless Revolution. Jesus, what the fuck? I mean, what the fuck? I ask you for help when you give me these clues that don't mean anything. And now this morning I wake up without any dream at all? Seriously, what the hell is wrong with you? You let the grabber take Finny, right? And don't tell me that you don't get involved because you've been giving me these dreams. Unless, maybe you're not even real. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! So the shaman was very much more of a of a doctor and a community like liaison between the spirit world and everyone else. It's kind of, hmm. I, I'm trying to think of a way to explain it. That would make it sound palatable to traveling to an imaginary land to do imaginary shit. <laughs> I mean, it seems to me like yet another one of the convergent evolutions around, Hey, this guy in our community is smart enough to remember which plants like, Will and won't kill you. Will and won't help you. Uh, we're going to make him not go out and do the hunting and gathering. And instead, his full-time job will be like keeping tribal storylines, trying to stop people from dying of disease and like, yeah, yeah, which is that, that whole thing. Which is why a part of once you become a shaman, you have to have all the knowledge of medical plants. You have to master that, that knowledge. And it was probably something that was only kept within that group. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't knowledge that was just freely shared with everyone. Once you are into that community as a shaman, mm-hmm. we will teach you what plants yeah. are good, what plants are bad, you know, how to play well, your drum to go into a trance. Yeah, exactly. So it's all like you'd uh, have to memorize down that through shit. previous generations. Yeah. You're not getting a book. You're not going to a fucking library. You're a nomadic tribe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but to everyone else in the tribe, so it seems like magic. Memorize. Yeah. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But it's just specialization. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And and it's it was probably kept uh very tight, very close knit, so it wasn't information that was just leaked mm-hmm. out to well, everyone and it, be like oh. it was to their benefit to keep that tight knit. I mean, think about think about being back in the stupid ages, right? Your job was to either chase deer to death with like sticks and rocks mm-hmm. or like sit in a cave doing drugs, learning about plant shit. And if you well, taught everyone else about all the plant shit, then it would no longer be your job to just sit in the cave getting high and knowing about <laughs> plant shit. So you would have a like inherent desire to, on the one hand, preserve your trade, but also not let that trade be too widely known. <laughs> so that but it wasn't you just also- like... Oh, you know, Jerry's just getting high on ayahuasca all day. All you have to do is rub that willow bark in your arm and it'll feel better. <laughs> but you you even just slip back into our Western culture's idea of what shamanism originally was because they weren't getting high. Well, okay, that's fair. That's that's a fair <laughs> point. But that being said, if I had nothing else to do while everyone else was out hunting. And you knew a plant could get you high, you'd probably be getting high in that fucking little hut. QED. I wouldn't blame yeah. you either. <laughs> I'm not saying I wouldn't be there too. I'm just saying it from what we know, that's not what it was. The, yeah. the beating of the drum that put him into their trance. They use music right, right, and right. song 
to enter a trance and not ayahuasca like like uh, Aaron Rodgers does today. Yeah, fair. <laughs> Did you see that photo of him? No. Apparently, he's gotten no. pretty heavy into ayahuasca and going on like spirit journey shit. <laughs> yeah, he strikes me as like one of the most or one of the one of the most gullible and least uh, least skeptical persons around. Yeah. Like his mind like is he, so I open that his brain falls. Yeah, out. I understand yeah. he's he's an atheist, um, but my God, he's just. He's a, he's a dumb meathead kind of guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, apparently he's very open about his spiritual journey through the use of ayahuasca. Then I saw a photo of him after saying that to fucking that other dickhead who does a fucking podcast that makes billions of dollars mm-hmm. uh, that uh, he showed up to practice. And they put, I saw the photo of him in like a silk looking like onesie with the beads <laughs> and everything else. And I'm like, oh, my fuck. He's gone straight <laughs> fucking western new age bullshit yeah like, oh my on, our, fuck. on our way home from from vegas uh we we stopped and had uh brunch and i was able to watch the packers lose so that was <laughs> that was fun i like one of my favorite pastimes these days is watching aaron Rodgers lose things i i have mind to is, watch a packer game mind, yeah, he lost his mind a while ago and now he just gets oh, to yeah. lose football games that's what happens when you're famous and rich. <laughs> ah. I would lose let, let, football games to be famous and rich. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll try to get us back on track here. I know I'm okay, the one who sorry. usually gets yeah. us. I'm the one who usually <laughs> takes us off track. I mean, I took us down the fucking Aaron Rodgers speech. And, uh, oh, we I'm don't just doing everything I can right not now. to make a whole bunch of, of RPG jokes. So. <laughs> <laughs> What like what do they got to roll to get this ability? Pretty much, yeah. Summoning mm-hmm. spirit animals, or <laughs> yeah. But anyways, since shamanism is so old, elements of shamanism are found across the globe in a number of forms of religious beliefs. Though shamanism is associated with animism, and shamanic elements are found in Buddhism, uh, the Lama in Tibet, uh, Tibetan Buddhism is in many ways uh, synchronism Syncretism. of shamanic and Masonic practices. Islam, the whirling dervish, uh, used music, rhythmic prayer, and chants, as well as a dance to achieve, to achieve a form of trance. And certain Christian sects uh, that believe they can be possessed by the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. However... Mm-hmm. These individuals that we truly identify as shamans are usually found in societies in which uh, humans are part of a much richer spiritual tapestry. Uh, In many cases, they are found in uh, Russia's Far East and Northern Asia. Uh, Also, I didn't add it in here, but there is a very large sect of uh, uh, shamanic practices in Korea as well. Hmm. So is is shamanism more of a like it's, is it a it's more of a role of practices or more of a cultural thing because like the way that you've described shamans could very easily describe like a Celtic uh, like druid or a a like Icelandic satyr right but and I, I, would, guess I would, what I'm I'd trying say- to figure out is is it like the the collective practices or is it linked 
inextricably to the culture. I think it's linked more to the culture, but those other cultures could have gotten some of their mm-hmm. ideas and uh, practices from okay. these yeah. shamanic cultures. Right. Or That's like why, a convergent evolution thing. Yeah. 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 Since it's so old, it's been around for so mm-hmm. fucking long. Of course, there's going to be some crossover into other religious beliefs and other cultures as far as how they... Um, view a, a spirit world and other realms and how certain people can talk to him and certain people can't and getting mm-hmm. information from spirits. Um, I, I think I just came up with my shitty allegory. So it's like somebody's only okay. a shaman if they come from the shaman region of uh, Mongolia and otherwise they're just a sparkling <laughs> wise man, right? True. <laughs> True. True. That's why there's no American scotch. <laughs> sparkling wise man. I love that. <laughs> oh. I like that very much. <laughs> well, Here's where we might get into how we can differentiate them a little bit. Oh, nice. And also not differentiate them at all. No. Uh, but central nice. to a shamanic <laughs> cosmology is the division of the cosmological universe into upper, middle, and lower. Uh, wor- their worlds inhabited by a, ver- a variety of sacred entities and spirits. So, kind of like the Mormons, you got multiple heavens. Shamans draw their power from the ability to navigate between these layers. Uh, In Central and Northern Asia, at the center of cosmology is the uh, word tree, which they would actually use to pray by. Uh, The tree is a life and uh, immortality. Uh, The life of Jesus fucking Christ. My words are fucking fumbling. (laughs) The tree of life and immortality. In other regions in the world, uh, there's a world pillar or the world mountain. Uh, The tree pillar or the mountain is rooted in the underworld, uh, trying, uh, tying it to the sky. It can also represent the many layers of the sky and only the most powerful of shamans can ascend to the very apex of the heavens. (laughs) Wow, that was a mouthful and I'm fucking... Yeah, I screwed that paragraph up so fucking bad. I'm just going to be honest there. The apex of the heavens, huh? But I mean, reconnect with your word tree. I know. But with this, even though when you have like the tree of life, where that's supposed to symbolize like the below here and the above or whatever, you know, everything is some sort of fucking figure eight yin yang thing. But yep. <laughs> but symbolisms and ritual are central to the practice of the shaman. The drum and other accoutrements of the shaman are usually decorated with a uh, world tree or other elements of their cosmo- cosmology. The drum and instruments are the sole uh, preserver of the shaman and retain the power of the shaman after death. After the death, the shaman's drum is often cut and rendered useless. And the shaman's spirit is treated with due care. So then putting them up in the side of the fucking mountain, let the birds fucking eat them. <laughs> the same is true of their costume, often decorated with mirrors, pieces of metal, and a variety of symbols and patterns. It is, op- it is, it is a cosmological uh, microcosm 
inhabited by spirits even after the death of the shamanism shaman uh in certain regions the shaman dons a mask as part of his costume so i'd seen drawings of what these people look like possibly um yeah quite fucking scary i wouldn't want to be around them they looked fucking frightening wearing all this fucking stuff yeah but shamans did play a vital role in certain societies shamans can either be white or black as some uh will use spirits of harm rather than help humans so take that racism as you would uh the shaman is also called have meant white or black is in like white or black magic there ryan yeah but that that when <laughs> why white magic is good and black magic is bad historically yes <laughs> yeah which is, is why i said history is racist Right. Blue magic is when you take the monster's abilities. Red magic is when you do a little bit of everything. Come on, man. Final <laughs> Fantasy. It's basics. Oh, I didn't play that. I'm not as nerdy as you. I don't know this shit. I know. That's why I'm the comic relief for like the one third of our listeners who are. <laughs> <laughs> but whether they're white or black, the shaman is often called upon to diagnose the cause of misfortune that may be plaguing a community. For example, uh, a long spell during a time in which no game is killed while hunting. Under these circumstances, the shaman will try to identify any taboos that were uh, broken or other breaches that may have offended or disturbed the spiritual harmony. Shamans invaluably are called upon when illness strikes. Uh, often disease is understood in spiritual terms caused by either spirits that attack or inhabit the body. In the loss or theft of one's soul, for example, the sorcerer of uh, sorcerer or rival shaman in another village, and a shaman is uh, called upon in these circumstances to diagnose the cause of illness or to use their powers to redress the spiritual imbalance and bring everything back into harmony. But they also, like when we talk about animism, where everything has a, a spirit to it, they would often only, like if they were battling another tribe, they would try to battle in certain valleys where they felt that that mountain, the spirit of that mountain would be on their side. So they might not go too far out of a different region just because they were afraid of those uh, other mountain spirits. So that's what I know about shamanism. How do you guys feel about your souls being taken off by a seagull? <laughs> it's interesting. I saw somebody posted something on Facebook earlier today that I noticed, and it was all about when did pigeons become the thing, the bird that everybody hates and is a nuisance. It was this touching cartoon of a guy sitting down and feeding, you know, like a pigeon has a thing on its foot and it's injured. I'm getting way off track here. Sorry. Um, yeah. I, uh, birds, right around the time they stole aren't... my fries and shit on my head. <laughs> <laughs> Fun. Oh, yeah, it's interesting. Derailed like, everything. Well, and it's interesting to me that, you know, looking at uh, shamanism uh, versus an animism, we can see some early seeds for a lot of the basic, more wooey, airy fairy, uh, spiritual beliefs that that come to invade and 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 be taken on by 
every religion following these, right? Like, oh, there's definitely there's all of these little bits, these little bits and bobs and little elements of different religious beliefs from you know tens of thousands of years ago that we still have filtering through modern day religious belief. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. And I, th- and that's I I'd almost, the ancients really knew. They knew what was going on. <laughs> I, I would almost argue that they invented the whole heaven and underworld. Yeah. Or the first the concept of it where you're dividing spiritual realms. Mm. And then oh. that evolving into, uh-huh. well, one spiritual realm is good, one is bad. Oh. You know, taking on that concept of there's no, more to it than too. this. Well, their underworld was wasn't really. I mean, their underworld was dark, but I don't know about bad. Well, well, like with the shamans, they didn't have an underworld. There's just other worlds, and mm. good and bad spirits existed in those worlds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. good and bad commingled with each other, versus a, a complete separation of good and bad. Mm-hmm. I might have to look at like um, the Japanese version of animism. Um, because that had a lot to do with like spirits, which were themselves good or bad, but I'm not sure when mm-hmm. that mythology came about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause Japan has some hella evil spirits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was all very interesting. Thank you very much, Ryan. I appreciate it. Uh, we have run out of time for this episode. Before we go, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters because they keep the show going. That would be Ed Harris, actor extraordinaire. <laughs> uh, Kevin Shield. Crucify the like button. Leave a review on iTunes and rate the show five times a day towards Celia Gray. Steve Kuno. Sinead Duffy. Tiffany Hudson. John McCullough. A noble spirit embiggens the smallest man. A perfectly cromulent statement. Ollie Olson. Vanessa. Alan Firth. Two skeptical chaps. Stephen Andrus, Martina Fern, Clank Trucking, The Zeus 9SO, Jonathan, Error 404, God Not Found, Updog Willoughby, who I'm jealous of because he went to the F1 race in Texas this last weekend. Oh, nice. Doug. <laughs> uh, Marvin Dracone, Sir Roses of the River, Get a Scale and Find Out What a Hen Weighs, Megan Mitchell, Corey Ebert, Don't Be an Updog. McCann's Peterson. All hail, Peanut Butra. Jeremy Goodson. Utah Outcasts. Good news, everyone. Wesley Aaron. Freethinker215. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Sarah Segovia. Theodore Sellen. Tim Jacobson. Janet Uter. Savita Kuna. Purple Dragon. <laughs> Up dog, McUp dog face. Snake Jailbird wants you to please support the American Civil Liberties Union. Get off my lawn, you coppers. <laughs> and James. Thank you all very much. I don't know if you tried to uh, Ron Burgundy me or not. But <laughs> I saw that, that, that changing there. I was like, what's going on here? Like, I saw Taylor typing. I was like, oh, shit, what's Taylor doing here? <laughs> like I can hear I can hear the typing coming through on the on the audio and I'm like, what's going on? Oh, I'm on? sorry. And then it popped up. <laughs> That's funny. 
But yeah, so it puts your initials next to it, so so I can see yeah, somebody so edited this oh, right away. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> that was very funny. Well, thank you guys very much. Uh, this has all been a lot of fun. I need to go finish researching and scheduling stuff to get our garage door replaced because... My mother-in-law crashed into our garage door while we were away, and she was here As watching our house and dogs. Do, uh, but thank yeah. you guys very much. Thank you all very much for listening. I'm gonna go handle more of that shit. I think I've got one more company that's supposed to come out today. All right, fun. But well, Sarah you guys. just got home. Oh, fun! Oh, nice. We'll tell her hi and uh, send me that stuff. And, I yeah. will. Yeah. All Transfer right. a chili to the uh, fridge and then try and get some sleep. Yay! Uh, that's, that's overrated. We'll take care, fellas. Love you both. uh, And we'll chat with you next week. Ciao. Bye-bye. Taylor, anybody else want to talk? No, I think that's awesome. (laughs) I was like, I I see you two looking off and I see Taylor typing. I'm I'm, I'm trying to feel the rest of this. I was about to suggest a uh, outro song and a text without interrupting you and you interrupted yourself. So... (laughs) 